Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to American Medicine Today, presented by the Banati Spine Institute. Featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Here your host, Kimberly Bramel Bonatti, and co-host Ethan Euchre. Welcome to American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Bonatti alongside Ethan Euchre and world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Bonatti. So according to the National Breast Cancer Foundation, a staggering increase in diagnosis have been happening here in the United States. So what's behind the dramatic rise in cases? Joining us to discuss is Dr. Lily Shockney, professor of surgery and distinguished service professor of breast cancer at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Certainly. So studies have shown that numbers are up to 50% higher than normal since COVID. What is that really attributed to? It's primarily because during the pandemic, and particularly during the peak of the pandemic, which was about two years in length, women were not coming in for screening mammograms. Uh, We were actually steering them away from coming in due to the risk of COVID. We would hope, however, and did hope, that individuals that had a breast symptom, such as a palpable mass or inverted nipple, clear nipple discharge, et cetera, would have come in and said, I need a diagnostic mammogram, I've got symptoms, so I know I need to be checked. But a lot of those women also chose to not come in, and that would have to be initiated, obviously, by the patient, because we would not have done a clinical exam on them up to that point in time. So we end up with a big bolus of patients that had not gotten screening for two years that now are coming in, creating a bit of a bottleneck. So we're marathoning through with them to get their screening mammograms. And sure enough, a portion of those are going to end up being diagnosed with breast cancer, which means that the numbers were artificially lower prior to the pandemic. Uh, Now we're making up that difference during this time. There also is a small but real increase in the number of breast cancer patients being diagnosed this year and in future years because of baby boomers being in midlife. They're the largest population of people in the United States. So we've made the denominator bigger, which will make the numerator, the number of individuals diagnosed, also bigger. So Dr. Shockney, you talk about how because of COVID and people were in lockdowns and quarantine and things like that, that people, I mean, I know plenty of people that went over a year without their teeth being cleaned, let alone something as important as getting a breast screening. So when they started to be eased up a little bit and people could come back to their doctors, a lot of times they were finding breast cancer in later stages that they would have caught earlier. Is that correct? That is correct, because it makes logical sense that if you've delayed by two years or even longer, then if there was cancer there two, two and a half years ago, it's had two and a half years to grow and to become larger. So rather than being what we would hope to have happen. And that's why we want women to get annual screening mammograms to find it early. It had time to uh, really get itself well-established. Certainly, one of the things that I don't really understand is why we don't have a correct diagnosis on the cancer earlier. 
Why is not something that we can do the same thing that we do when we have an intestinal problem, we do colonoscopies every year or so? It's a test. It's a test that works with the DNA. When the cells of the cancer died, they will release some of the material, and that one will go in the blood. And then that DNA will be tested. It's a simple test that you use like a blood test. Why are we waiting for mammograms and all these things when this test is 95% accurate? And at the same time, not only is going to help you to diagnose the cancer earlier, but at the same time will tell you from which area that cancer is a metastasis in another place. So when it comes to breast cancer, it's a little bit sneakier. <clears throat> there have been some studies done actually 20 years ago. Johns Hopkins participated in a national study where we were obtaining fluid from uh, several of the milk ducts of each breast to see if it showed any signs of abnormal cells, such as atypical duct hyperplasia. However, it was not a, a truly accurate test because not all ducts are going to produce fluid, even if we lavage the breast, which frankly is very painful. And uh, though there are some current studies being done using circulating tumor cell discovery with a blood test, that also is not 100% accurate. And until we have something that we can really hang our hat on, that is evidence-based research that has proven that we can rely on a blood test, then we're going to need to continue to use some type of breast imaging 3D mammography, also known as tomosynthesis, right now is our most accurate way of identifying and finding breast cancer early. Uh, we can even find it at stage zero, uh, which is non-invasive disease, and you can't get a lower number than that when it comes to uh, stages for, for cancer. Mm -hmm. We also still want women to examine themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we want them to do a breast self-exam each month. Uh, and also see their GYN uh, as well as their PCP annually and go to get a clinical breast exam. Do you have any experience on the Galeri test? So from a clinical research perspective, we have been doing those types of tests that we have not gotten back the clinical research results yet. Uh, we need a whole lot of women to be participating in that study. And then on top of that, a lot of cancer centers across the country also participating. So we have a very large N, a large number of patients in order to make any sense of that information. And so let's say that it, it shows, no, we don't see anything in that blood. And then we do a mammogram and go, well, wait a minute. She's got microcalcifications in a cluster here in the upper outer quadrant of her breast. Let's do a biopsy. And lo and behold, she does have stage zero breast cancer. Keep in mind that circulating tumor cells are invasive cells, not non-invasive cells. We really wanna catch this at the non-invasive stage because when it's non-invasive, it can't take her life. Mm -hmm. It's only when it becomes invasive that her life is at risk. I, I have a talk to the oncologist in MD Anderson about, because I had a patient who had a problem with bone metastasis all over and, mm -hmm. uh, and she was being treated there. And that is when I learned that this test was not experimental anymore. And the Galeri test said that is 95% accurate. And at the same time, they said that not only because they are giving you the DNA 
of the material destroyed when the, when the cancer cell died extrude that DNA on the blood of the patient. And when you take the blood test, you check that DNA, and the DNA will tell you exactly from where that tumor is coming. If it is breast, well, it will come from the breast. And it can be used in any other type of problem, like an early diagnosis for the people. But I never heard in medicine something like that. That's why it's so interesting what you're saying. Yeah. So for women who have stage four breast cancer, there are molecular tests that uh, are being done uh, to be able to determine has this cancer finally been put into a remission state or not, or has it picked up speed and is starting to grow elsewhere? But what you originally were talking about was using it for screening, mm -hmm. and we're not there yet to be able to use it there for, for screening. All right. Okay. Well, Dr. Lily Shockney, can you just quickly tell us when women should start going in for mammograms to set that baseline? Sure. They should begin at age 40 and go in annually. If they have a family history, particularly a first-degree relative diagnosed young, as in under the age of 45, mm -hmm. that patient could be their mother, for example. You take that age and you subtract 10 from it, and that's when they should begin some form of breast imaging. It may be 3D uh, MRI or even ultrasound. So I'm a 30-year breast cancer survivor as well. So uh, I was diagnosed at 38. My daughter began screening at 28 wow. is an example of that. Well, thank you for shedding a light on ways to make sure that we can remain healthy and prevent breast cancer. Thank you again, Dr. Lily Shockney, for being on the program. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Make sure you stay tuned. Coming up after the break, a story of recovery. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.